What is up? What is up? What is up, y'all? It's another day, another time, and another week, and another season for the Godly View, aka So Sisters. I'm so happy today that I got my sisters on with me. I know y'all not seeing them on the screen right now, but uh, there's a reason for that because uh, I believe that for this season, to kick this season off, we need to do it something proper. And I thought, what better way to do it than to kick it off like this right here? No, we're not kicking it off with the theme song. We're kicking it off like this right here. First off, we are going all the way to Florida to introduce the one that does most of our designs for us, the life, the coach, the business coach, the one, the only, none other than Miss Janine Leon. Now we're going to the great state of Kentucky, my hometown, Kentucky, none other than the one that is always on time, sometimes he's even early, Miss Jessica. Now we are still gonna stay in this. We're going now to New Orleans or wherever she is located at because this is a world traveler right here, right here. None other than the life coach, the empowerment coach, the, the, um, Purpose Portia, none other than, and she is in Mississippi, my fault, Mississippi, I can't keep up with her, none other than Miss Andreo Perry. Now, we are going now to introduce a newbie to the team. She's new to the team, but she is not new to you all. You all have seen her all over the place on the Godly View page. With her show, The Sheer Truth, you have seen her posting things. You have seen her in the comments, but now you are going to see her online. None other than Miss Pastor Persephone. <laughs> you all, we are excited. We are excited. I have my sisters here. We are missing one which uh, has let us know that she was unable to be here with us tonight, today. So we're gonna stay in the state of Florida before I turn it over to my sisters and let them do their thing. We're gonna introduce to some, which will be here with us next week, none other than the health guru, the one that stays on all of us about being healthy, none other than Miss Desia. We love you, sis. We appreciate you, and we can't wait till next week, till week after next, to have you on. So at this time, you all, I am Webin' Change, that's Club of the Third, the founder of this great podcast and this great show. And at this time, I'm going to turn it over to my sisters and let them do their thing. Peace. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He was so high. <laughs> yes. Change. Change. 
love it. Yeah, so we had another season. This is season three. Oh my god, I'm so hyped. I'm not gonna lie, I'm excited to be back. I miss y'all too. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Doing well, doing well. Listen, um, like our brother just said when he brought us on, uh, we do have a new face among us. Like he said, he's not she's not new to us though, she's family. We're uh, we're very familiar with her, Miss Persephone. And um, we're gonna let her introduce herself before we get too deep into things. And of course, as you all are familiar with some of the others that you see on the screen here, you have myself, Janine Lamb, you have my dear sister here. Um, she's at my bottom corner, uh, Miss Andrea Curry. And um, then you, yes, I know that comment. He's funny. That was a, that that intro. Yes. <laughs> and then we also have our sister Miss Jessica up to the top here. And then we have our new monthly host. She's going to be joining in with us uh, monthly from this point forward. Miss um, Seth, we call her Seth. Her name is Miss Persephone. And so you can um, introduce yourself, Seth. Just tell a little people a little bit about yourself before we get yeah. into this show on today. Hello, hello, hello. Um, I am Pastor Persephone Greer, I'm currently residing in the beautiful state of Alabama with my amazing husband, Clifford William Greer II. Um, I give all honor and glory to God for everything, putting up with me for 35 years. I thank him. <laughs> and um, I'm just so excited to be a part of this. This is this has been an amazing opportunity. I respect all of these beautiful young ladies, all my sisters. And of course, James, James is my little brother. I get on him all the time about everything. <laughs> so um, just excited about what God is doing and excited about the conversations and whatever else God wants to do. So we're going to have a good time. And just to warn you, I'm a little goofy. So <laughs> the goofiness is going to come out. So I'll warn you in advance. <laughs> Indeed, yes, indeed. Listen, we're excited to have you, and uh, we're like I said, we're just excited to even be back to just have ourselves back amongst our girls, our sisters. Uh, we're always chiming in on different discussions and just different topics. You all are, um, like I said, you all are familiar with the kind of the format that we have kind of flowed with up until this point, to where we actually come together. We um, have different trending topics and just you know things that are you know out there trending in the world, popular topics, hot topics, things that are just. Um, relevant to what's taking place in our lives and the world abroad. And we like to touch on it and not only give our perspective, give our view on things, but also to be able to do so in a way where it's highlighting what God views on the matter and how he views the things, you know. And so um, this is no different. We, we, we keep in and pushing in that same flow and that same vein this season. And, um, and that's why I work so excited, like I said, to have Steph with us because she, um, you know, she is actually the founder and the host of a live show. So check her show out on Facebook. It's called The Sheer Truth. And she comes with the heat, you know, and so it fits. It was a perfect gel for her to be joining and collaborating with, collaborating with us. But um, we actually have an interesting show on today. Um, as you all know, today is September 11th. And so we do have some little things we're going to be hitting on, as we usually do from the trending topics, um, hot topics, just to kind of hit on some things. And I guess to kick things off, talking about 9-11, um, 20 years. Yeah. It's been 20 years since 9-11 first happened. Um, for some of y'all young bucks out here, y'all, I know y'all probably learned about it. Y'all may have learned about it in school or whatnot, but yeah. if anybody's young watching this, that mm -hmm. was when the Twin Towers um, were, were hit with planes and they collapsed, mm -hmm. of course. And um, it was just a very, very tragic um, time for the country, you know, even for the world, I'll say, because it was just it was just a very hard time that many people endured through. And um, I, do you all remember 
20 years. I had to look at that day and say, well, has it been that long? Yeah. I look at my age and say, hold on, 20 years ago? I don't know, y'all think they got the calculations off. Because no. I, I, I don't think I was that young. Yeah. <laughs> Where were y'all at when it happened? Do y'all remember? I was in college. Um, it was my first year of college. Oh, you froze there, sis. Can you hear us? She'll she'll come back on. She'll unfreeze there. But did did you hear us interact? I, hear you. I, I think I'm gonna get on my phone. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, I, I remember where I was at. Um, I was at work. Um, that's what that's what kind of got me wondering. Hmm, was it was I that young? Because I'm I'm 37. I'm 37 right now. To, to be 38 this year. 20 years ago would put me at like 18. You know, saying. Right. But I'm thinking. I'm like, okay, yeah, that. That might be accurate because even I was at work, I was I was that was around my college year, like you said, and I had mm -hmm. just um, you know I was in school and things of that sort, and so that was around that time. So, but I was at work and I was um, I was working at a production company, and we had all our little TVs and stuff up in the office, you know, really mm -hmm. editing stuff take place, and we just turned everything onto the so it was splattered over all the TVs in the office, and we're like, oh my god, it was it was it was it was a sight to see. It was it was. It was definitely something you never forget. Um, mm -hmm. you, you, you remember, Seth, what, what you were doing? I was actually 15 years old. I had just turned 15 a couple or a few months prior. And it was crazy because there was something going on with our TV at the time. We only had one TV in the house at the time that I remember. And we I never actually saw the live footage. I didn't see the Twin Towers fall until like weeks later. Wow. So I was hearing everything and it is weird because i think i was more traumatized hearing things than i was by seeing it mm -hmm. i was hearing the news reports and i don't know if y'all remember they had remixed um one sweet day by yeah. mariah perry and and uh voice to men they actually weaved some news clips in between yeah that was my experience mm -hmm. my experience was mostly um audio mm -hmm. so when i actually got a chance to see the actual footage it was almost like I, was, I had become like numb to it almost numb. because yeah. I was already so traumatized by actually hearing it that mm -hmm. when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's what it looked like. Wow. You know, mm -hmm. and I think, you know, as the years have gone on, I as I see more stories about the people that actually were in the towers and their families, um, mm -hmm. I've watched some amazing documentaries about that day. I've become like reconnected to the visual part of it. Because the visual part was, was so visceral for everybody else. But for me, my trauma con concerning that was audible. It was it was audio. So um, I, I still remember my mom being like, oh, my God, what's going on? You know, and, and we were we didn't know what to do. We didn't know where to go. We did. We just it was it was fear and confusion, just like everybody else. So oh, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. I remember I was in I was in high school. I was in ninth grade. And I remember we were switching classes, I think, and everybody was like, get in, get in your, get in the rooms and turn the TV on. And mm -hmm. I remember we were just all watched it as like classes and stuff. Like the teachers just let us quit doing everything. It's kind of like the whole day stopped really. And mm -hmm. so, you know, the teachers, uh, we stopped everything and we watched the news and everybody was like, what's going to happen now? Like, you know, mm -hmm. and I just remember all the people walking out from that were saved that were walking out from the rubble just having all the the dust and everything on them and mm -hmm. um you know just you know new york was 
was in a frenzy, you know, at that time. Like, in the, you know, all the cars, just like everybody in the street, everybody, you know, just, I mean, I, that's what I remember on the TV, you know. But, like, where I was at, you know, everybody was just kind of like, everybody was just glued to it, you know. Like, what's going on? Like, why did this happen, you know, kind of thing. And, um, you know, I, and I, I think more so, like Persephone said, is that, um what afterwards was I remember everybody just being really rude to, you know, people of that culture mm-hmm. that didn't have anything to do with it. Like they weren't there. Right. <laughs> you know, so yeah, right. I just that's what impacted me so was how others were treated afterwards. Um yes. and just the the blatant disrespect to, you know, I think it lasts up for like a year or two after that and just yeah. people being mean to others and that didn't have any involvement, although they were from that culture, they didn't have any involvement in that, but people mm-hmm. didn't separate them. They just lumped them into that. So um, I, mm-hmm. I think that's that was the biggest impact besides, you know, seeing the initial mm-hmm. um, on TV. Yeah, for me, I was in um, college. I was in my freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. And um, I was in my dorm room, and they said, everybody come into the um, the main room where the TV was. Mm-hmm. And we sat there, and we watched um, the plane go into the second um, tower. And it was very, very, very traumatic and, like, heart-wrenching just yeah. And that this could happen um, in the U.S. in in our place, like where we felt like we weren't penetratable or we weren't, you know, able to, you know, have this. And one thing that I, another thing that I say to kind of bring it even further to 2021, um, a lot of the young people who were born after 2001, they don't know what it was like to be able to go to the airport and to actually go to the gate, see the person off. Um, yes. It was like a whole industry TSA was created just for mm-hmm. because at first you could just go through the metal detectors and anybody could go. So a whole job system was created after this. And a lot of lives, I think, were really, really, really impacted heavily in New York and some of the surrounding areas because there were people who were traveling, people mm-hmm. who were coming in from different places. Mm-hmm. And when I say we at my school just came together and prayed like um literally we had prayer circles we came around um the flagpole and we prayed and we had i think um a number of people who actually gave their life to christ during wow. that time well so wow. it, um a kingdom experience for me it was very heart-wrenching like i said and very um traumatic to see something like this actually happen but it actually um, was an avenue and a bridge to bring people together. And like I said, to actually bring jobs to uh, the TSAs and then actually bring some, this, I don't know if I should put this here because since we you know real serious right now, but you know, then we had to come to the place where the people started, you know, feeling on you, you know, it was just, just too much. Oh, you can yeah, the pat down. The pat down, yeah. yeah. Ugh. Like, can you buy me dinner first? Like, at least, uh, <laughs> please, uh, have a conversation first. Like, <laughs> <laughs> kind of really care. No. Wow, wow. 
This is some interesting memories. I'm trying to tell you that was the time to remember. And, um, you know, and of course, you know, being 9-11 today, you know, you're hearing it over the radio, you're hearing it over the news, everybody's reflecting and remembering. And I've even heard a number of interviews with people, like you said, survivors and people that were there. It, it is something. If you haven't ha had a chance to find out or just to know more about it, definitely, like um, Seth was saying, go check out the documentaries and just um, learn more about it, because obviously it was definitely a time that it resonates in all of our memories and in, in, in different ways, different levels of intensity. Um, some of us knew people that were there. Some of us that had family members that might've been present there. Um, there were even, um, I know there was a documentary that I saw that there were very, very, um, God intervened uh, testimonies. And I'm talking mm -hmm. about, like I heard there was one testimony. I heard of a lady, um, that was at the, um, at the, in the, um, in the building, and she was trapped, but she was sharing about how almost one of those kind of angel unawares type of experiences yeah. where she said there was somebody that she didn't know that wasn't familiar with, didn't work in her building, mm -hmm. that helped her out, you know, saying was able to get her freed. And then all of a sudden the person's nowhere to be found. She can't mm -hmm. find them. No one. And she's like, okay, it must've been an angel. At least that's what she thinks that she believes, you know? Yes. So there were some, there were some interesting and some very um, life-changing stories that came out of that experience. Like, like everybody's been sharing. Wow. 20 years, 20 years. Yeah. It's been some time. And listen, and now, and now I guess, you know, sp spinning over into some of the recent trending topics and some of the recent things going on, you know, mm -hmm. we were kind of chit-chatting about it a little bit before we got on here, mm -hmm. but y'all, uh, y'all know Kanye back. Y'all know Kanye, Kanye West. Y'all know he back in the, you know, he back in the spotlight a little bit. Yeah, yes, <laughs> and um, at this point, I'm not I mean, it, he's in the hot seat. It's not like it's a good thing. He's in the hot seat yeah. because of it. But um, I'm not going to lie. I myself, I don't really know how I'm, I'm still weighing my thoughts on just how to even approach it and what to even say about it. Because I, all mm -hmm. of you all know Kanye West, he recently, um, over the last well, year or so, a couple of years or so, he had this little coming to Jesus moment where everybody was like, okay, listen, if he's coming to God, if God is saving him, God can save anybody. He had a little choir thing going around from church to church and the Christian community was welcoming him with open arms. And, you know, you had a torn community because many people thought he was just with the games and just maybe using it for marketing and targeting for the sake of this album he had coming out. But then there were those that were like, y'all don't judge him. And, you know, God can save anybody. And they had high hopes of it being a genuine and true conversion. Um, and the, the verdict is still out on that. You know, of course, obviously only God truly knows, but um, you know, we can't weigh the fruit though. We can't weigh the fruit, weigh the fruit. And I think that's why he's in the hot water today <laughs> because yeah. um, the, what's trending is everybody knows he has this album that came out recently. Y'all might pronounce it properly. I always mispronounce it. What is it? Donda or is it Dondra? Donda. Donda. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The Donda album that just came out. And on one of the songs from the album, he did a music video. And in the music video, he's in the song with Marilyn Manson. And I think it was the, the baby or little baby, one of the baby guys in the industry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um and, and like I said, Marilyn Manson, of course, everybody knows Marilyn Manson to be um one of the lead um lead leaders of uh Satanism. And mm -hmm. so forth. And according to what word on the streets is, is that not only was he there in the video with him with this whole little ordeal, but that I guess what they were going through and what the whole essence of what the video was, they were saying how it was very ritualistic to what to what yes. they were taking place in the video. Yes. And so he's in the hot seat because everybody's like, I know he wasn't real and I knew it wasn't fine. What is he doing mm -hmm. now? And it's just a bunch of, you know, chatter going on about it. But I don't know what you all think about that. Do you all think he I don't know. I, what you what you what you think God thinks about? It? Let's let's start there. What you think? Like you think God looking at us like, oh God, do you think oh. <laughs> uh, I 
I think I think God is mm-hmm. just like he does with all of us when we are strained. Yeah. Even if it's a perceived strain. Yeah. He's just waiting for us to figure it out. That's it. That's the beautiful thing about free will and the beautiful thing about the relationship that we have with God based on free will is that he wants us to come to him willingly. That's right. He wants us to whatever state we're in, you know, come as you are, truly come as you are and let God do the work. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that people can have a religious experience and still not have the relationship and have the connection. They can get happy and feel all these feelings and be like, oh, this is wonderful. But at the end of the day, there's still work on a spiritual level that needs to be done. And when it comes to whether or not, you know, that was a ritual going on, I believe there was a ritualistic aspect to it because the spirit realm is even realer than this. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. These are just vessels that our souls are in. So people don't realize, you know, there's a lot in visuals, in music. You know, art is one of those things that the enemy uses very, very intently Mm -hmm. to be able to send messages to people, especially young people, especially people whose spirits are exposed. Mm -hmm. So um, I believe that God is waiting for him to come home. Mm-hmm. Is waiting for him to figure it out. I know it hurts God to see us stray. Yeah. It hurts his feelings. He loves us so much and it grieves him to see us dabble in things and touch mm-hmm. things that are not good and be involved in things that are not good. And I believe that the same grace and the same patience that has been bestowed upon each of us that mm-hmm. we need to we need to let God show him grace. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because we get to a point sometimes where it's like once you know God and once you know Jesus for yourself, it's like you want everybody to know him and you want everybody. It's like you can it's like you no longer see people. You see souls. Mm-hmm. That's so right. It gets to a point where you're, you're upset and you're grieved in your own spirit because you see Kanye as a soul. I think that's why a lot of us were kind of like bothered by everything that was going on because we no longer see him as just a rapper, just an entertainer. We mm-hmm. see him as a soul. Yeah. So I think we need to continue to see him as a soul and continue to pray for him. Yeah. It's tight. It's tight. It's a tight. It's a sticky situation. It's a sticky yeah. one. Prayer, prayer is always the last resort. Prayer is always the thing that we were to resort to, even if you don't mm-hmm. know how to approach the situation. Cause it's, I'm not gonna lie. It gets touchy when you start getting into the specifics on whether to, cast judgment on an individual you know what i'm saying based on their behavior because even though i know it's levels to it and i know that we can kind of like i was saying a second ago we can judge the fruit of one's life however you don't know where they may be at in their walk or in their journey of coming to know god you know and everybody has a journey and everybody's journey looks different 
And so even though he may be on a wrong path or doing some things that are not right now, that's not to say that, oh, he's going to hell. He's the devil because we don't know what the future may hold. God may have an aha moment waiting for him in the days to come that might shift him 100 percent to the right path, you know. Right. And, and then it might be that moment when the floodgates are open to where, OK, now it's all just a, a rush of all the good stuff that, that God can truly, truly do through him. But. You know, like you said, it is it is definitely um, a need for grace for that process. But um, I will say um, I will say this, though, that when it comes down to um, just because, you know, a lot of people in the industry music wise, they get they get heat when they're artists and they're collaborating. They're supposed to be like and I'm sure, Seth, you probably can relate to this because you you're, you do your music. And there's mm -hmm. that, that there's that uh, that stigma or that narrative or how there's always controversy about whether or not believers should comp should collaborate with um you know, with people who are in other spheres, obviously, mm -hmm. you know, Marilyn Manson. Mm -hmm. And and it was interesting because I literally just recently heard um, Dr. Cindy Trim. I'm sure you all may be familiar with her. I'm not sure. Dr. Mm -hmm. Cindy Trim, she was having a panel with millennials and so forth and talking about the, the culture we're in today. And she made a statement. I was like, man, she hit it on the head then because they were talking about that. Should, the, should people who claim or profess Christ collaborate with those of the world and she yeah. said this she said she said even though i don't have a problem with people who collaborate she said what i have a problem with is that as believers we don't go to the extent of making our brand and what we do strong enough to where we can pull them over to the right side she said she said she said she said that's where the issue comes in at she said because it's not a, a issue of collaborating because you can be out in the world god does want to place you with those who are not mm -hmm. like you so that you can be that impact and that influence but when you connect with them and their brand brand outshines yours to where they're what they're doing or what they have done is the supreme or it's the one that's the highlight or it's the one that's being the big greater influence mm -hmm. then at that point no you maybe shouldn't collaborate you should you know, saying focus on what you're doing and what you're establishing so that when you do go into darkness, you're not just turning and converting into the darkness. You're bringing light and changing that. And I was like, ooh, ooh she ooh, she said a mouthful there. <laughs> she said a mouthful. But I, yeah. think that's, I think that's another thing that Kanye's dealing with is that, okay, if you are converted, okay, what you with Marilyn Manson for? You know, some people say, oh, he, you know, you can collaborate, you can do this, and it's levels to it. It's mm -hmm. levels to it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I agree know. 100%. Yes, this is this. What you, what you should think, Andrea, Jessica? I know, I know y'all got some thoughts on this. Uh, <laughs> I really don't know a lot about this. Um, this mm -hmm. I started talking about it. This is my first time hearing it. And I, I oh, okay. A People Magazine article while y'all was talking. And according to that article, it mm -hmm. sounds like people had a problem. And I don't know if this kind of relates to what you guys are talking about. Just uh, let me know or not. But people had a problem with Marilyn Messing. Um, in general, because of all the sexual harassment allegations and different things, that yeah, that too. Had. Um, and sometimes I think when that happens, I think people feel like you know, okay, well, you shouldn't do that with that person because they have so much going on. Mm -hmm. And to um, to Seth's point, and I think to something that Jenny said, um. The grace factor is always something that I think as Christians and as people of God, we should always lead with um, the love factor. So if this was a collaboration in that instance um, to establish the grace, to establish love, mm -hmm. I mean, this, this, that's what God wants. He wants us to be in a place where we can show grace and show love. However, looking at the, his past and looking at the things that he does um, daily, he has a pretty, pretty good track record of causing controversy and putting his name out in a spotlight. According to the article um, in People magazine, 
it was a lot of things um, being said that he knew that having him on the album would cause controversy. Mm. Um, and he said he was looking forward to what people would say and looking forward to what um, what, what what will be said about him, according to the article. Um, again, I'm not too familiar with this particular thing, but what I can say is that when his album came out, um, Jesus is King, or God is King, I think is what it was, mm-hmm. I was so happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, this is so great. Mm-hmm. And then seeing this now, it's like, okay, God, what are you doing? Yeah. And is this is this is this something that we need to walk by faith and not by sight, mm-hmm. or something that we need to uh, just continue to pray over? So I think, for, from a human perspective and from our natural eye, sometimes we don't understand all spiritual things, and we don't understand what God is doing with someone. Um, I think Lynette said after the tragic loss of his mother and a lot of his mental illnesses and mental state, um, there is a lot of, um, I think for us as women, we really empathize because of that and because of the loss of a mother. We know the strain can be so heavy on so many people. And as we go forward, I think, I really didn't want to talk about this, y'all. Mm. I wanted to say, I wanted to say, uh, can we not, can we skip that one? But I think, I think as we go forward, we um, have to be the voice of God in instances like this. So we have to talk about it. Like we have to show what Christians are thinking and we have to know that, no, we aren't all judging. And yes, we all are praying. Yes. A lot of us are praying. Yes. A lot of us are seeking God's face. Yes. A lot of us are going to God on even um, people's behalf that are in the spotlight, influencers, entrepreneurs, um, musicians, we're going to God on their behalf because a lot of times that integral creative brain just goes and goes and goes. And then you want to do this and you want to do this. And if you don't have a team around you that is saying, okay, maybe you could, maybe you should pull back on this or maybe you shouldn't do that. Yeah. That's why it's so important to have the right people in your life. It's so important to actually have people who can hear the voice of God and also are reading the word, that are in their word, that are listening to God, that are yes. that are hearing God. And again, like yes. I, I just want to reiterate um, that during loss and with mental illnesses, there can be a lot of strains and a lot of attention seeking things that people can do. And when we see those type things, instead of us talking about it first, we got to pray about it first. Like, that's our first response. Let me go to God. What is he saying? Amen. I'll I'll echo those sentiments. (laughs) Yes. What you you think, think, Jessica? (laughs) Uh, Well, as Andrea was talking and reading the article, you know, it made me think we can only hope that you know he maybe that maybe bringing him on he wanted the controversy to start but also you know he has a chance to to use that platform and kind of um you know let the holy spirit kind of work in that and 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 from the spiritual side speak on okay 
you know, this is a person who has all this going on, but like you all said, you know, he deserves grace. And I think it was good that Lynette pointed out that God still loves both him, you know, and Marilyn Manson, but, you know, God can also take his hand off when you're not in line with what he's calling you to do. Um, Mm -hmm. Just like um, in the Bible, um, I don't think it's Samson, but you know, Saul, was it Saul? He he cut up the oxen and that's when he was working in God's, you know, the Holy Spirit. But after he started being in himself, you know, his, um, his will being of himself and his thinking strength came from him, you know, God took his hand off of that because, um, he was work, he was not no longer working through the Holy Spirit. So, you know, it's, what Andrew was saying was just making me think, hopefully, you know, um, he can use that controversy, but also then to use the Holy Spirit to intervene and speak like, you know, and have those conversations of, yes, this is this man, but he, he can be redeemed too. Like he can, he can come back into the light as well. Um, you know, so, but, you know, like I said, you got to, you know, look at things through heavenly vision instead of earthly vision and, and try to, you know, so, I mean, I agree with what everybody said. I think that was a good conversation. Made me be more cognizant of how I listen to things. You know, I don't really listen to Kanye, but, you know, I know a lot of the things that have happened, you know, a lot of other musicians were upset with him because they, he pulled stuff from what they had done on his album. Yeah. And so he had a lot of people coming for him, you know, but, you know, I think that he had already pushed his album back so many times, you know, as you see, like he, I know that he lived in that stadium. He secluded yeah. himself from everybody, um, you know, and so right there is kind of telltale signs is that he was feeling the pressure. You know, yeah. he was feeling like I've got to do something. I've got to, this has to be, you know, what everybody expects, you know, from me. And so, you know, that, you know, was the Bible say our fight is not between flesh and blood, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think that he, he has that constant in inner turmoil. And if he is trying to listen to the Lord and trying to stay in the light, but he's also got to be like, well, I've also got to, on the other side, it's kind of like that devil. I've got to please the industry. Yeah, you know, I've got to make that. They've told me my album's got to sell this much because exactly. if I want to stay with the record deal, you know. So yeah. I think you know, it's stars have that constant turmoil. But you see, like the ones where they pull away, um, like Destiny's Child, like Kelly, and you know, they broke up. But um, uh, not Kelly. I can't think Michelle. of her name. Michelle. Uh, Michelle. You know, yeah. she's totally, she went a totally different re- direction. Mm-hmm. She, so she might have had that turmoil, but said, no, I've got to do what the Holy Spirit has been telling me mm-hmm. I need to do. And she does gospel now, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, it's just that constant, I need, I want to get to where I want to get. And I've seen that with a lot of stars. I want to get to where yeah. I want to get so I can actually do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's, that's the struggle. But you can't serve two masters, right? You got you got to pick. You got to choose. It's either God or Mammon. Which one? Yeah. And a lot of times we look at success, and we're like, 
okay, I want that success and I want that influence, but it's like, what do you have to do to get there though? So I think that's why a lot of artists are going indie, the indie route and releasing their own stuff yeah, because yeah. these record labels, like uh, like Lynette was saying, the, the industry is so sketch. Yeah. It is, yeah. it is because yeah. it's not based in, in God, it's not. Yeah. The entertainment industry is based in worldly, lusty, earthly things. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's, it's tough, it's tough. Yeah, and God, you know, you've got to, He's got a cake bake for it. He got he got people like our beautiful sister Seth and other individuals that we know. Oh yeah, we know we know a number of individuals that are into music and the arts and things of that sort. And you know that God is you know is using in that way to be able to you know give a get make their stamp in that industry. You know for the right purposes and so forth. And so yeah, I keep letting him use it because you know God he he knows how to reach those. Nobody's too far for him to reach. You know, but it's it's not always easy to do that. Yeah. because of how hard sometimes the world can be when it comes down to weighing and judging matters you know and knowing how to properly you know assess what's taking place truly you know but yes. like we all said in the beginning at the end of the day let's keep praying for kanye let's keep praying for him because one thing's for certain you can fool people all the time but you can't fool god you know and right. at the end of the day, if he's sincere you know he it's not like he, he may try to lead people astray but god knows how to draw people to him you know so even yeah. though there may be people that he, it may seem like oh he's Confuse this person, leave it. No, no, no. God, He knows how to do the drawing. Mm -hmm. You know, when we lift him up and we do the things that we're supposed to be doing. He knows how to draw his people to Him. So Amen. at the end of the day, pray for Kanye and let Kanye, God, deal with him on his timing as He sees mm -hmm. fit. And in the meantime, stop trying to put all of our responsibility for our following and what we doing towards God in the hands of a of a of an entertainer, you know, or in the right. hands of somebody that we're having to follow. No, you see God for yourself. Focus on what Kanye got going on. If he whether yeah. he's right, wrong, or indifferent, mm -hmm. you seek God for yourself. You know, because then you don't. It don't matter what Kanye doing at that point. That at that mm -hmm. point, God can lead you Himself. You know, and so yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. But with that being said, we're actually going to shift gears because I see the time is um getting on, and we're going to actually shift on over into our main topic. Um, as you all know, we usually have um some things that we're touching on. Um, we touch on a number of different things. We talk about relationships, we talk about you name, we talk about all kinds of stuff. But today, there is a topic that is, I guess, if you could say, hitting on relationships. So let me actually read it um, and get on into it. The actual, the topic itself is called doing all things right, but yet you're still single. <laughs> Did y'all catch that? Y'all catch Been that? There. Been there, Jesus. <laughs> Listen, oh, oh, God. I know that. I know I'm getting flashbacks. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> right 
Um, and yes, you yes, you can live a righteous life and still be single. And it's okay. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. There's a lot of things you can do when you're single that you can't necessarily do when you're when you're tied to somebody else you know in, in that sense as um yeah a lot of things can become better as well but you know there's a lot of you can't move the same way when you're single as when you are with somebody so um yeah i think that doing the right things i think you know in terms of biblically i think yeah there's right things like there's stuff you shouldn't be doing and right. you know but i think it varies person to person because um we all have different need or things that we have to work through or places that we're trying to get but you know i don't i don't i don't know if there's everything is always right is in terms i guess that you know when i hear the right way you know i don't know that that kind of it's kind of one of those things it's kind of like well you know what's right for me is not right for this person so Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I get. I, I. I guess if if I could chime in, I. I, I agree with everything that so everybody you, you both said so far. But I. I think. To. That's this. It's a. It's a. It's a tricky one. That is a it's tricky a one. Lot. It's, a <laughs> it's a tricky one because kind of like Andrea shared, there are definitely some myths and some uh and some false narratives that's associated with that logic because. Mm-hmm. Um, with the whole logic of, okay, I'm doing all the right things, but yet I'm still single. It's almost as if you're saying that it's something you're doing that's causing you to be single. And right. that's not always mm-hmm. the reality. You know, sometimes it may be, it's levels to it. You know, sometimes exactly. it's levels to it, you know? Exactly. But I think it's a matter of being able to properly assess yourself and to weigh how you're governing your life, the type of things you're doing and so forth, to be able to rightly place you know, yeah. saying the, your thought process as it pertains to that, because like, okay, let's just say like what you said, Jessica, about, you know, things biblically, okay, right and wrong, you know, holiness, mm-hmm. righteousness, things of that sort, right? Yeah. Um, I don't personally, this is just me, my own thoughts. I personally don't think that those type of things will make a full 100% bearing on whether or not you get married or not, or you settle down or not, because at the end of the day, we even know even righteousness, you can't earn it. You know, it's not something that, that you can earn, you know what I'm saying? It's not a thing like that. But um, of course, obviously, we know that when you're being disobedient and everything, that it will have possibly mm-hmm. potentially have you on the wrong path in life, you know, yes. to where you might not be walking in all the things that God has for you. And so, again, it's levels to it, you know, it's levels to it. But um, mm-hmm. I can say, I can say that I do feel as if I have been in a season. Um, there has been times in my life, not, not, I wouldn't say that right now, but there has been times in my life in the past where I did think this. I'm not gonna lie, I did think that, like, man, hold on, I'm doing everything, <laughs> I'm doing everything, but. But at the same token, I had to come to the realization um, that no, it's not about that because it's, it's, there's more factors to take into account, you know what I'm saying, for what may be the cause or the reasoning. I'm not even going to say the cause, but just the reasoning for why the singleness is there because God has to be operations, times and seasons, you know, and he knows, you know, it's a matter about finding out what God's purpose for where you are in life, you know, and why you're in that state, be it single or settled down, you know, because God has a purpose for it all and he sees it, he knows, you know, and sometimes it might be a reason for it. So, you know, mm-hmm. if you feel like you're in a space where you're doing everything right, first of all, says to make sure you're doing everything right because you might have, you might have some things that you can improve on, that you can grow yeah. later, that you can, yeah. you know, do, you know, that you can just, you know, grow in, like I said, but at the same token, if you are, even if you're not perfect, but let's just say you are making effort to do all the right things, I do feel that in that space, Again, God's timing 
you know, when you're because when if you think about it, if you're doing all the right things or you're doing everything, even if you're not perfect in the present, but you're making those right steps to do the right things. If right. you're doing all the right things and it's not happened, then it, it, it's got to be at that point of time. You think to my, my personal opinion, I don't know what y'all think. Yeah. Progressed, progressive people are not perfect. Mm -hmm. We are progressing towards, you know, what God wants us to do. Yeah. And I believe there are some women who are doing a lot of right things. They mm -hmm. are doing, you know, they're following God's principles. They're following the law and they're actually serving in their churches. They're doing, you know, the right things. And God's timing is perfect, even when we're progressing. Even in our state of progression, his timing is perfect. Absolutely. So whatever season God has us in, it's the season that he needs us in. And we have to be so comfortable with Jehovah Shammah that yeah. we get in our dare place and that we get to the place where, yes, I am loving, you know, yeah. where God has me. I am, you know, really, really solid on my single mm -hmm. season. Yes. We will have seasons where we'll also think, I'm doing everything right and I want a husband. Yeah, so it's okay. It's okay to have the season where you know you're in God's will and you're in his timing. Mm -hmm. It's okay to have it where you're being human and you have those needs, you have those wants, and you want to be a progressing wife, not a progressing single woman. Exactly. In those seasons, yes. give ourselves grace. Yes. Give yourself grace. That part. Grace that part. to feel the feelings. Jesus. And to focus on God's function. Yes. So feel what I feel, and then I'm gonna focus on what God want me to focus on. That part. Okay. Yes. Feel, feel how I feel. I'm a. I'm a sit in my humanistic. I'm a. I'm a sit in my spiritual man. That part. And so, let me focus on what God wants for me. Let me remember that His will and His timing is perfect. Let yeah. me remember that His promises are yes and amen. And if mm -hmm. He made a promise to me, He will fulfill it. Let me hold on to my faith. Mm -hmm. in this let me remember, okay, even if my faith is a mustard seed, it can still grow. That part. Amen. Listen, I don't know you. I don't know if something is a little, a little, a little something, something on that. I felt the, I felt the spirit. Amen. <laughs> the spirit Amen. Amen. <laughs> Listen. But, um, so with that being said, actually, because Seth, I know you, um, Seth was just as you all, for you all who may not wear, she mentioned that she is a happily married woman, and uh, we all know our sister from her pre-marriage days, and so yeah. we are so excited about her taking that journey and taking that step, and so she's been, um, you know, she's experienced it all, you know, she's experienced everything that we're talking about, even on up to having the space of actually flowing down that path to be settled down, yeah. and so... Now, that's an interesting spin on this whole concept, though, because even though from what we've all been discussing um, about doing the right things, in essence, right, there's there's it's levels to it. Right. But now what about the side of things when it comes down to the intentional steps that we need to do to position ourselves and to posture us to be found or to be mm -hmm. settling down in that dating game, as they say? And the reason I'm saying that because you do have some people out there. I've seen um, articles and, you know, posts and different things and so where people are like, listen, you waiting on God to settle down, but God is what, what are you doing to be found? Yeah. What are you doing to be positioned? And so yeah. are we doing the right things in that sense? You know, if you want to settle down, mm -hmm. are we doing those steps? Are we putting ourselves out there? Are we making ourselves available? So I don't know what y'all think about that. Is there a, 
maybe there is a right or wrong when it comes down to that. Listen, 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 Linda, listen. <laughs> I listen. I ooh, this subject. I'm so passionate about this subject right here. Because <laughs> let me tell you something. I was one of those young ladies that was like, Lord, I'm doing everything that you told me to do. I'm I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Let me tell you something. I'm speaking not only as a married woman, but as a formerly divorced woman. Okay. Because the first time I got married, I was a 29 year old virgin serving in ministry, doing everything that I felt at the time God was calling me to do. I didn't even kiss my first husband until we were pronounced husband and wife. That still didn't make the marriage work. That still didn't make that the right marriage for me. That still didn't make it a God-glorifying marriage. Even though I was trying to glorify God within the marriage, God was like, this was not what I picked for you. This was not my purpose for you. You did this. It wasn't something that I ordained. Okay? So I went through, you know, thinking, that okay, I did all the right things and then ended up divorced. Then I was... I was abstinent for three, almost three and a half years before I married my second husband. And during that time, I went through a situation where I was engaged to somebody and now see engagement. And two days later, I find out I'm one of three women he was seeing. So again, doing the right things, and which is subjective. Um, and it's more than keeping your legs closed because it's not mm -hmm. just about patience. It's about how you how you wait. Not yeah. just the waiting, because we think, I've been waiting for three years, so <laughs> where's my stuff at? <laughs> where's my stuff <laughs> my house? Where's my promotion? Where's the baby? Where's all this yeah, stuff? And God's yeah. like, but your heart, though. Yeah. Because if you're impatient with the husband, you're going to be impatient with the purpose. You're going to be impatient with everything else that you're asking me for. And impatience, it does something to your heart to where you can't effectively serve God if you have an impatient heart. People don't talk about that enough. I, God, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing that. It's like, okay, so you're doing that because you truly love me and because you truly love my word and you want to live by my word? Or are you doing this to meet a, a list of criteria to get what you want? Mm -hmm. So it becomes a heart issue. It's a time issue. It's a heart issue. And it's a discipline issue. Now, in my case, I personally feel like, because I, I got married uh, a month before I turned 35 years old. My plan, my original plan when I was a teenager, let me tell y'all, listen to this. <laughs> I was supposed to be married by 19, supposed to have start having children by 21. I was supposed to be done having children by 30, right? I still have not had any children. I got married at 29, got divorced almost two years later, and then was abstinent and, and hadn't remarried for another almost three and a half years. So my timeline had nothing to do with God. It had to do with what I thought I wanted to do and how I thought I wanted my life to go. But if I had to go through all of that to get to where I am right now, I feel like, and then also, I love the quote that says, it's better to wait long than to marry wrong. Mm -hmm. I believe in that. Because let me tell you, this, this is something that people don't talk about. Divorced people don't talk about when they remarry. Because I know a lot of people that are on their second marriage and their second marriage has lasted 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. So dealing with the regret of not waiting for Cliff because I was impatient, because I was just thinking, okay, let's, 
you know, I, I okay, the, I'm 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 gonna marry because it's the right thing to do, and I'm gonna we gonna make this work, and blah blah blah, and I'm gonna love him, and whatever issues he's got, I'm gonna I'm gonna love it out of him because my love is so strong, it's gonna love whatever's wrong with him out of him. False. <laughs> so the regret that I went through because of the hell that I went through in that first marriage, dealing with that you now have baggage that you're bringing in no matter how healed you are no matter how you know just like we we're talking about september 11th earlier it's been 20 years and some of those people are still having nightmares some of those people are still having ptsd some of those people are still dealing with trauma even though they've healed from their burns they've healed from their broken bones whatever happened to them but they're still dealing with the after effects of what happened so it's and I understand wanting to be married. I understand feeling like, well, God, well, when is it going to be my turn? I'm happy for my sister that just got married, but when is it going to be my turn? I'm happy for my sister that just announced that she's that she's pregnant, but when is it going to be my turn? That's a human. That's a part of the human experience to want something to see other people have, and then and then. To see other people having ain't doing half the stuff you doing. <laughs> like, look, wait a minute now, Lord. Uh, they shacking. I think and everyone they can have a baby, but I can't have a baby. What? What? What's up with that? You know? Or this person done been with that person. That they done been with everybody in the church. Yet they're getting married and now they're being celebrated. And I'm over here doing what I'm supposed to be doing. People looking at me like I'm a leper because yeah. I'm single. So I understand all of the aspects of it, you know, but speaking as a, as a person that's been through making decisions based off of a timeline that I had in my mind, huh, it's so much better to wait. Yeah. It's so much better. Never in a million years that I think that I would be a newlywed at 35. That's but this is the happiest I've ever been. This is the most free I've ever felt. Mm -hmm. My husband is so loving and so kind and so supportive. And I would not be the woman I am today. I would not be the pastor that I am if that man wasn't my husband. Yeah. So even though we, and, and here's the kicker, we just met in November. Mm -hmm. I haven't even known this man a whole year yet. <laughs> And we've only been married since May 21st. So all that waiting. And, and then another thing. I was in the wrong place geographically. We don't talk about that either. Nope. When God says it's time for you to move, it's time for you to move. <laughs> There's a lot of people <laughs> trying to hold on to their families and their and their friends. And it's like, have you heard of Facebook? Have you heard of texting? Have you heard of the phone? When God <laughs> says it's time to go, it's time to go. Within less than a year of me moving to from uh central florida to north florida mm -hmm. that's when i met cliff i didn't meet cliff until after i moved mm. and i just i think because when i when god told me games i'm like gainesville for what <laughs> what I don't, I don't, well i'm not going to college what am, what am i going to gainesville for and i believe that God strategically placed me in Gainesville he did. so that Cliff yeah. could find me. Because if I had been in Brevard, I would have been outside of his parameters for Facebook dating is where we met. Wow. And I would have been outside of his parameters. And it was so funny. I even got uh, <laughs> about a, a housing opportunity in Orlando. And Orlando would have put me outside of the parameters. And guess when I got the notification about Orlando? 
when we were driving back from Orlando looking at a wedding venue. Wow. So if God had moved me to Orlando, we would have missed each other. If I had gone to Daytona, we would have missed each other. If I had stayed in Brevard, we would have missed each other. So it's not, it's, it's being in the right place in your mind. It's being in the right place in your spirit. It's being in the right place geographically. And then sometimes it's like, God is like, He's not ready yet. Mm-hmm. Your husband may not be ready yet. There may be something because we tend to focus on us. Mm-hmm. God, I'm ready for a husband. Mm-hmm. I cook, I clean, I do laundry, I work, I have a business, I do this, I do that. I'm sweet, I'm kind, I'm cute. I'll come, <laughs> you know, where he at. And God is like, I'm getting him together for it. Because I, I, you know, of course, once you get with the person that you believe you're supposed to be with and it's great, you're like, how come this couldn't have happened sooner? I wouldn't have been ready and Cliff wouldn't have been ready. We just had a discussion a few nights ago. We were talking, we were sitting in the car talking like teenagers. We were just talking about stuff. And he was like, I wouldn't have been ready for you. And I was like, I wouldn't have been ready for you either. I was barely ready when I got you. There was some stuff, you know, still that God was like, this is, this is Cliff. This is not the other guy. This yeah. is not the one that hurt you. This is, this is a different guy. So, child, listen, I can talk about that for three hours. Listen. <laughs> Levels. But listen, love it. Love this testimony. Love the story. Yes. I, I think, think he's going to have some good stuff on that one. No, <laughs> Ooh, Jesus. Listen, listen, my heart. Listen, I'm going to take my blood pressure. I'm going to got, got all hype now. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> Because I was there. I, I get it. I was there. Yeah. And it hurt so bad, and I cried so many nights. And I said, "Well, God, what is wrong with me? What am I doing wrong?" God's like, "It's not about you." That's right. Yeah. Get out of your head, mm-hmm. and just I'm telling you, whew, listen. Yeah. Listen. I'm, I'm a hush now. Bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel like I just feel led to close out because what she said was so powerful and she's actually a living testament of our topic and also um a witness to that okay yeah you may be doing everything right but is it god's timing are you in the right place are you where god wanted you to be are you listening to what he wants you to go where he wants you to go are you are you with the right person because she said she got with one person and that wasn't for her then she yeah. got with the second person, and that's the one that God wanted for her. Mm-hmm. And then she did a plug for the Facebook date now. Y'all <laughs> we see James is on here, so we're going to let him come. Man, look. <laughs> the way y'all... Look, this is only episode one of season number three, and they already on fire. Yeah. They already coming with that fire. I love them. Oof, man. <laughs> Look, they are coming with fire already. What I love about them was they ended season two with some straight up fire. We ended season two with some tears being said, left out in tears, basically. Every last one of us. And we starting off season three on fire, ready to work and ready to move. Yeah. Look. So if you're a single right now, I want you to remember three things. You got to be in the right place. You got to be willing to move and you got to be willing to listen to God. Just be in the right place, be willing to move and listen to God. Our sisters just told us that be in the right place, be willing to move and listen to God. Some of us are not in relationships because we're not in the right place. We're not willing to move and we want to do what we want to do. 
So, you know, as a, so way we're going to close out is uh, like this. I know that our sister isn't on here tonight, today, but um, every episode you will hear this. Uh, maybe, ladies, y'all will recognize this voice. Maybe. I don't know. Thank you for supporting Rev JHG3 Ministry, whether it be PRL, Real Talk Monday, Godly View, or one of our many podcasts. Your support is greatly appreciated. If you would like to be a blessing to us, you can cash up, dollar sign, Rev J. HG3 Ministry. If you would like to inquire about booking, you can email us at revjhg3ministry at gmail.com. We thank you and have a blessed day. So, you all, that came from our sister, Miss Daisy. I love her. I appreciate all of you all. I appreciate her for all that she does as well. And you all, as I always say, as I close out, sometimes our disappointments are nothing more than God's appointments. Meaning, sometimes if we look at his bad, God is only turning it around for our good. And to our sister Persephone, we appreciate you. And look, this was only your first episode, and you coming on here like you've been on here for years with us. <laughs> you came on here like you've been on here from the beginning. And this is why I know you are a great fit. We appreciate you. And we can't wait to have you back next month. Thank right. you. I love y'all so love much. Love y'all. We, we will not be on this next Saturday, but Saturday after next. Y'all can catch us back. Peace. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Love y'all. If you watching us by podcast.